Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. He has an RBI tonight with a base hit. His runners, here we go again every time he's up. High fly ball. That one's deep. It's deep. Pollock back at the wall. Leaping. It is gone. Trevor Story has struck again. A three-run homer. And already in his first two at-bats, he has driven in four more runs tonight. What a month. You want to talk about hot. We are back for episode 18 of Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey. That is Joey Capone. I am Steve Peralt. The Red Sox are also back, Joey. Not only are we back, the Sox are back. If you're scared to say it, that's on you. They've won four series in a row. They just scored 33 runs in Chicago. They had multiple games, Joey, where they scored mm-hmm. 16 runs. <laughs> yeah, that is, which is insane. A lot. Which is I need a lot. I need Spear to give me the last time that's happened because it's probably been ages. Trevor Story's making history. Xander Bogarts has been great. Alex Verdugo had a four-hit game. J.D. Martinez leads all of Major League Baseball and batting average a stat that no longer matters, but it matters to me, and everything is going right. Michael Walker's like, great night to stink because they're going to score a ton of runs, so it doesn't matter. He's smartly it went to, got so a, under the radar. Yeah, he smartly got a bad start out of the way. Everything is buzzing for this team, and it's just a great thing to see, Joey. How you feeling? I'm doing good, man. I mean, what, what do you even say? How do you... That, it, I think that'll do it. I think great. that'll do it for episode that, That's good. All right. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you back after a five-gamer against the Baltimore Orioles. Dude, the Sox are, even if you want to go back one extra series, which yeah. I do for some reason. I know 4-0 and sounds clean and great, but 4-0-1 in the last five, that that's a round clean number to me. The, the five series, this is how things are going. Things are trending up. Everything just feels right. Yes. No, I, I fully agree. You know? Everything is right. Um, Joey, let's just jump right into it. When yeah. Trevor's story hits a home run now, yep, it's almost. Uh, tell me if this is crazy. Okay, when I'm watching these, that's ball crazy, games, dude. Don't even. That's <laughs> crazy. When I'm watching these ball games, there reaches a certain point. This would happen with Mookie Betts back in the day, where he would do stuff where I almost wouldn't get excited anymore because he was so consistently great. And what Story mm-hmm. is doing over the last week is so insanely dominant that it's like, oh, yeah, of course he hit another three-run homer. Like, it, when it got out, I was just like, that was it. There he goes. I, I, I just did, like, a little, like, oh, my, and yep. on to the next one. And it's like, I think that's the sign of when you're really dominating. When you don't go, like, mm-hmm. oh, when you don't have a big reaction. He's been so good, it's almost hard to get excited. Does that sound stupid? <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It does. Okay. Moving uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean not stupid. Uh, I don't. Not I don't crazy, mean hard but... to get excited. It's more just like we're expecting a home run basically every night from Trevor Story. I I do totally know what you mean. I think Eck put it the best when he said it's approaching stupid territory. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, I mean the the this one in Game Three, I didn't I didn't have a big all caps tweet about oh did you see oh my god it happened again i was just like 
this is nuts. This is dumb. Like, it was just a shake your head moment of like, come on. Yeah. I mean, what are the numbers right now? It's like seven home runs in a week's time. He basically, since last Thursday, and this is a week's worth of games because they had Monday off, he has seven home runs and 21 RBIs, which is yeah. just absolutely crazy. Like, I, I honestly, it's I can't nuts. remember anyone doing this, Joey, because no one has. Yeah, it's the first sense. time in Red Sox history that a player has had 21 RBIs in a seven-game stretch. The team's been around for 121 years. <laughs> like, this is preposterous what we're seeing. Obviously, you mm. love to see it, but it's just mm. mind-blowing that he's still doing it. I was a little surprised that Keuchel knew it was gone off the bat, and I know a lot of pitchers just kind of know. They have that feeling of, ah, that's that thing's gone. I, I That thing's going mm. too far. But I wasn't convinced at all, and it, it barely gets out there, but they all count the same. And then he has a foul ball later, which I know Dave was saying would have been gone in every other park, and I, I didn't fully understand that one because it was foul. I'm pretty sure that would be foul in every other park, but – um. Hey, I'll yeah. I'll go along with it, Joey. If it's if that's that one of those been like anywhere else. Yeah. If someone on the broadcast said it, I don't give a damn who it was. <laughs> it would have been gone everywhere else. So basically, mm-hmm. Trevor Story has eight homers and whatever that would have been twenty three, wow. twenty four RBIs. So it's insane what he's doing right now, and um, I genuinely can't believe it. I I really can't. Here's something to look back on. And it's not the longest look back because it's only what, about twelve days back. I'm sure you're going to remember it just fine. It won't be too hard of a remember. May 15th, Trevor Story was hitting 196 yeah, and had one home run. Things were starting to get scary. We were at a place where we were like, oh, right. Like, there's been a lot of haters. People have been loud. I get it. Like, Fenway has had its its boo bots or whatever you want to call them like the old the old boo bots boo bots what's the phrase i couldn't think there is a phrase boo birds boo birds i kind of like like boo bots though i've never heard that before kind of sounds like boo bear which is like a a really terrible (laughs) the the boo bots were out at fenway park yeah they were boo boo that's a robot booing trevor you've been awful you've been bad so bad Uh, hit home run and that was 12 days ago. Yeah. It's crazy what he, what he's done, man. Like absolutely unprecedented stuff. I mean, Aaron Judge is having a career year and Trevor Story now has more RBIs than Aaron Judge. Trevor Story a month into the wow. season was hitting 194 with 10 RBIs. Joey, a month into the season was like 2 weeks ago. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. got yeah. 37 RBIs now and it's funny cuz I Eckersley, I mean, we obviously Love Eck, and I I want him on here almost more than anybody. It would be like Nomar, Dude, and then maybe Eck second. Like it's I I'm so glad we feel the same way about that. Yeah, Eck is so near the top of my list. I'm sorry, go on here. No, a I'm, lot of Eck talk coming up here. No, I I hear you, and I I want a whole Eck segment. But I love he'll say stuff that like you're thinking, and he'll word it in a ball. He has ball player lingo, so like you'll yes. be thinking a thing, and then he'll say it, and you're like yes. The amount of times that I'm like, Yas Queen, when Eck is doing the broadcast, it's constant uh-huh. that he says something that's in your brain, but you can't say it as good as he can. It's just the other day, every game. The other day he had, I think it was game one, He, I forget what he was talking about, dude. It was, it might have just been about like Devers getting on base. Yeah. And he said, put the ranch on it. Yeah. 
He and loves that I phrase. interpreted it as ranch dressing. <laughs> Same. I think and that I every s- time. <laughs> and I still went, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, absolutely, I put the Hidden Valley ranch dressing yeah. right on it. And then it, it took me a couple of seconds. Like, no, he was saying, like, bet the house on it. <laughs> but even, even if he looked, <laughs> even if he said to the mic, like, and that's when you crinkle the tortillas and you slap some sour cream on it. Yeah. I would be like, absolutely. Of course. That makes sense. The idea that it's a ballsy thing to like bet a thing of ranch dressing. <laughs> like, I'm going to bet ranch dressing on that. Like, that he's not going to do it. Honestly, when JD comes up now with runners in scoring position, I'll just be like, bet the honey mustard on this. Like, he's put the honey mustard on it. He's yeah. going to, he's going to do it. Oh, you're, so you're saying like, he, I thought he meant like drizzle the ranch on it. <laughs> Like the way that he says, you know, like oh, he like you know, he put some mustard on that one, or like threw some high cheese. Yeah, I thought he was like, oh, put the ranch on it. A big ass bat like, yeah. for Devers. Put ranch on his bat. Like put ranch yeah. dressing. <laughs> and I was like, makes a ton of sense. I totally get it. Oh he's my so god, he's so good, dude. Yeah. He's great at at a lot of things. He's even when uh, let's just say other broadcasters are talking about. Other stuff, yeah. He Random steers things, things that have back nothing to, to do game. with anything. Yeah, yeah, nothing to do with like literally anything. Yeah, he'll steer it back to to baseball and not feel like he's doing it stiffly. You know, like uh, anyway, in the pitch. Not that that's his job, but you know what I'm saying. No, I know, I, and I, I think it's the thing from tonight that again. And there's a an account out there. I think it's Eckisms and great account. Yeah. If you don't follow it, he has a, at least. Jeez, Joe, I got to say five to ten lines a night where I either laugh or internally laugh. You know, it's like a Twitter laugh. If I see something funny on Twitter, I don't think I actually audibly laugh, but I'm like, mm. hmm, <laughs> you know, give it a mm. give it a little something. And that's yeah. I do that with that like every game tonight in reference to Story, who had a couple strikeouts. Let's see what his line was tonight. He had Trevor Story two for four with the... Ding dong. I want to make sure I'm looking at. Is this right? Yeah. Two for four, four RBIs with the homer, a walk, and two strikeouts. Three left on base. He's now hitting 232. And it was funny because David mentioned, you know, kind of surprised that Trevor's only hitting 244 in May. And Eck immediately was like, he doesn't play that base hit stuff. <laughs> like, I just, I just love that where it's like, Hey, you think Trevor Story messes around with base so hits? Cool. Like, no, he hits bombs. Like, that's yeah. what he does. He, the reason they got him is because he was in the home mm. run derby, and mm. he hits home runs, and that's the only reason he's in Boston. And now that's exactly what he's doing. Also, like, this mm. is just so great to shut up so many people. A little bit myself included. I don't want to say that I was a Trevor Story doubter, but I think I had a tweet along the lines of like, "Come on now, babe. Like, we're gonna need you. Like, because that—that's what they. There Which, was a point." Which was fair. That wasn't crazy. It's entirely fair. We we've talked about this before, but like that's not an old takes exposed. That's a fair or, or a fair, whatever. A that, fair take a revealed. Take. A fair take revealed. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Cause if you had said what a lot of people did say, that like hundred and forty million dollars, like you you bum, you this, you that, those guys are wrong. To say, hey Trevor, let's uh let's let's get it going here. Everybody was thinking that. I don't think there's any shame in saying that. No, I, I I really don't either. And I think part of it, Joey, if I'm being honest, was because I kept predicting him to hit a home run and then he never would. And I'm like, all right, man, we like, come on, you're gonna have to you're go making me look point. bad now. The second I stopped predicting it, he just hit bombs all over the place. So it's worked out. It's worked out pretty well. But no, what Trevor Story is doing right now is silly. And 
you just love being in the moment with it. Like you love enjoying it as a fan while it's happening. And I'm a big stats guy when it comes down to history. And I love seeing that no one in the history of the Boston Red Sox has done this. A seven-game span with this many RBIs has never happened. And it's crazy. I mean, Manny Manny would have a bad week, and he'd have, like, 15 RBIs. Like, he would, by accident, have double-digit RBIs, like, every week. So I'm kind of stunned with the the boppers they've had over the years. I mean, you look at some of Jimmy Fox's RBI total. Let me pull up Jimmy Fox right now. Jimmy Fox. Oh, all the memories. What was your, what's your favorite Jimmy Fox memory? All of them. There's so many. Oh, um, if you look at Jimmy say. Fox, one of the best ways to know if a guy was just an absolute baller during his era was how many bold numbers come up on his baseball reference page. Jimmy Fox yeah. has bold all over the place. It's insane. RBI totals from 1929 through 1938. We got 118, 156, 120, 169. 163, 130, 115, 143, 127. In 1938, Jimmy Fox had 175 RBIs. <laughs> like, what are we talking about, dude? And wow. he did not have a seven-game span with as many RBIs as Trevor Story. Um, it's just in one of those games, he had zero. I know. know. No, that's true. Yeah, he so had that, an off that's game. worth noting. It's actually, and there was an off day. Yeah. So you're talking about five games. Yeah, no, it's it's very true. But yeah, I, I'm stunned with what I'm seeing, but it's one of those things that you almost don't want to talk about it a lot. Cause and I'm not a jinx guy. All the jinx guys out there, I don't like you, uh, guys and gals. It's don't be the oh, you're gonna jinx it. Like you really suck. Like you gotta I, I want those people to just stop doing that altogether. But Trevor Story, man, it's this is what they paid for. Uh, Joey and I have been telling you, if you didn't know, he was in the home run derby. And yes. that's why he's doing this, right? I think he had a lot of practice hitting home runs when um, he was in. He was at Coors Field mm. for the home run derby. They were tossing him balls, and they were just letting him hit, hit them over the fence. He got a lot of home run practice in. Yeah. So uh, being in the derby gives you, you know, the chance to do things like that. Oh, I, th- I thought you were saying something else after that. <laughs> no, I liked I liked the the big moment of silence there. Did you? Let me dramatic. ask you this about 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 game three. Unless you want to, you got some story stuff. No, no, I think we're I think we're good on story. What, yeah. what, you, what else you got for game uh, three? Did you uh, did you ever get nervous? Did you have a moment at all where you were like, uh, they're not, creeping not back? Not really, not really nervous because I, I think the Sox had more runs in them tonight, uh, even after they got seven, and mm-hmm. I just like. The tough part about having these big early leads, Joey, and this is going to be a very mm-hmm. important take, mm-hmm. is that there's so much more time left in the game. Like, see, I'm a baseball guy, mm-hmm. so I know that. Like, other right. people would be like, no, the game's over. And I'm like, no, I'm a baseball guy. So I know that, like, uh-huh. if you score a lot of runs in the first inning, there's still nine innings for the other team to score those runs or more. Right. Right. Did you know that, Joey? You might not have known that. I did. When you said time left, I got, I got worried. I thought maybe, like, you're such a big baseball guy. You're aware of like there's a clock that I'm not seeing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's yeah. Well, we don't have to get into that. That's for the advanced fans. But right, um, right. But no, I I think them scoring that many runs early, mm-hmm. it was like all right. Hopefully this isn't it. And I think that's the biggest difference between this Red Sox team and versions of what they were doing earlier in the season. We're still early overall in the season, but I can kind of break. I mean, we can really break this down into into two portions so far. You have the ten and nineteen Sox. Yeah. 
and the 11 and 4 Sox. These have been two different seasons. So earlier in the year, if they ever had a big inning, which was very rare, by the way, their big innings were three runs. We talked about mm-hmm. that on past shows where it's like a huge inning was two or three runs. It wasn't anything like six, seven, eight. So, mm-hmm. but when they would get that bunch of runs, that would normally be it. It would be two in the first, three in the first, none the rest of the game. Um, one in the first, two in the second, none the rest of the game. And so mm-hmm. I expected them to score more runs, and I would assume you did too. Yeah, but I will say the in the fifth inning, uh, there's a homer that, that brought it within two. It was seven to five. Yeah. I, I, I did start to think, like, there's just still some lingering uh like ripple effect things coming into this Sox universe from the 10 and 19 Sox universe you know yeah. there's been some bleed over mandela effect alternate universe crossover going on you know yeah and and there's this little bit of like wait are we are we going to blow a big lead cuz i remember that happened before it's been a bit does that happen to us no it doesn't happen to us it not this version to. of the Sox. Not this version of the Sox. I will also say about that mid-homer, this just I, I wanted to share this with you because I'm sure that you feel the same way. It's one of those things where it's like, I think something, and I'm like, I know that Steve probably feels the same way. Yeah. The mid-game fireworks. Oh, I, oh don't even. I, I, what I, are you doing? Like, I hate I'm it. I'm all about, like, your team wins. Fireworks, confetti, I'll do, do it every game. But a mid-game fireworks for a home run that still doesn't, like, even up the score. It's a... Very strange. One thing, I think the Red Sox, this is kind of a side note, but not even being a homer suck up here, being the official pod, I think the Red Sox do a phenomenal job with the home run song, with the two strike songs, the, ooh, that's fine. I've kind of gotten used to it. I don't necessarily need it, but it's fine. Um, with the music after the games, with, with not having some fireworks after the game or some over-the-top thing. I am very down with the product. I also love the music at Fenway now. It's more of the bops that I like grooving to a little bit, that the kids like grooving to. It's not all mm. the old school stuff. I love that they don't overdo it because some of these places with the lights too, where they like turn the lights. I know Yankee Stadium started doing that a couple of years ago, and it's like, that's fine. It always throws me off when we're not used to seeing it at Fenway. I'm like, you're really messing with the lights for a solo Omer in like a eight to one game. I don't know. Yeah. It just feels a little odd. The fireworks, the Sox saved it for the only time they've won the World Series at home in the last like hundred plus years, and mm. that felt right. They win in 2013 mm. and they they shot off fireworks. I'm like, yeah, that's what you should do. Not for mm. a home run by. Like who? Who knows? Joey mm-hmm. McDickerson in the third inning of a ten-one game. You know? Yeah. Me and Cooper actually talking about that. Yeah. About how even though I mean that was you know like you said like the first time it had happened in like a hundred years that they wanted it at home. Uh, but I, I doubt they do it again. Do you remember like the smoke yeah. creeping into the field? It stayed there forever. It kind of looked like a like a like a Halloween like graveyard or something like that when yeah. Poppy was ex- accepting the award. Yeah. Yeah, very weird. I, I had almost forgot about that. Like Coop and I got into a, like a YouTube hole, and we were like, "Hold on, like I want to look that up again." That yeah. that really happened. Yeah, and well, sat that, that there used and to happen. They, that used to happen with Celtics playoff games. If you look back at that 08 run, mm-hmm. for the first quarter of those games, it was just like foggy as hell in there because they had all this like 
pyro going off for the lineups, and it made it kind of it made it a little eerie. Mm-hmm. It, like in a good way where it felt kind of like, oh, the mystique of like the garden and all like the old Boston garden. But um, if you look back at some of those finals photos from Lakers Celtics 08, it's kind of similar to what it was in 13 for the Sox. But mm-hmm. yeah, all that to say fireworks after a home I didn't run. I love the mid-game fireworks. No, I, I don't I yeah. don't like it either. But Joey, I want to pitch something to you and let me know if you think this is a good idea. Alex Verdugo should have at least like four or five more homers by now. Do you want to petition yeah. like MLB mm-hmm. to just add four homers to his total? Because the amount of times this guy has gotten screwed on a ball that's like obviously gone, I think we would get first off enough signatures that would support it. And oh, secondly, yeah, I think I think the league might honestly back this. What are your thoughts? So he has what, three this year? Three actual? Uh let's see how many real ones he has. I'm gonna look it I, up. I think I think it's right around there. It's not too many. Yeah. I mean, tonight in game three, he he is a four hit game, which is a massive. I mean, considering all the bad luck he's had this year, like he's so due for just a big big one like that. Yeah. Uh, and one that died on the warning track. So uh yeah, he had like a little taste of the bad luck and some good luck. But I I to respond to what you're actually asking me, uh I think we should call the league like tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would agree. He has three mm-hmm. homers on the year. Um, I have MLB's number here. Do you want to give him four, period, or do you want to add No, I want to, he should more. have. He should have, like, seven total on the year. I think that's fair. Actually, I think he that's should have eight. Pitch. I think he should have eight. So That's a tougher pitch. That's I'm going to call pitch. Only MLB.com by phone. All right, they gave you a number here. Okay. All right, let me do this. We're going to have to get this bus. changed because this just feels like it's it's a must. Let me speak All right. Thank you for calling Major League Baseball. MLB.tv is back for the 2022 season. MLB.tv is available for Come all out-of-market games in the U.S. and in Canada. Blackout restrictions do apply to all MLB.tv products. Please note you can manage your Jeez, MLB.tv Louise. Man. online. Tell if them, men, mention that we're the official pod. Text message, simply send a text to 855-575-0660 to get started. Come on. Please listen to the following options as some... Oh, my God. Please give us rules, department. Your call may be recorded for... Ask for nine. That's fine. If you have questions or need assistance... Ask for nine home runs, Steve. ...TV product or subscription, please press one. No. assistance in Spanish, a prima dos. No. If you have questions accessing tickets in the MLB ballpark app, please press three. No. If you have questions regarding your mobile device or the MLB app, please press four. No. Is it not going to give you? Regarding fan clubs or other products, please press five. No. If you are a California resident and you want to exercise your right under the California <laughs> Consumer Privacy Act, how is this one of them? <laughs> to repeat these options, what? please press nine. And that's it. Oh, uh, I'm just going to hit two. Let's try to get to somebody. Is that the Spanish one? <laughs> Prima numero dos. Hola, gracias por llamar a la Liga Mayor de Béisbol. ¿En qué te puedo ayudar? I hit the There's one no number. Way. I There's hit the no one way. number that's not in English. My. The only one that would be not helpful to you. Oh, my God. Uh, well, it looks like we're not talking to the league tonight. All right. We're not talking to the league tonight. But, Joey, <laughs> um, that will that petition will be a thing. I, I, I don't know if we have to save it for episode 19 or not, but... Mm. We're going to make sure the league adds on at least four or five homers to Doogie's total because he's just gotten screwed. Like, it's been 
absolutely ridiculous what he's going through. Yeah. I think he's hitting like 330 or something in his last eight games. He's been hot. All year, the homer thing has been a thing. It's been constantly near the wall, constantly off the wall, constantly caught on the warning track. We still don't know what's up with the baseballs. Trevor's story would be a great example as to why they're not dead anymore. But Doogie, we're fighting for you. Alex Verdugo fan club. We are getting you those home runs you deserve. You deserve those home runs. Is that JFK? Is that what you're doing? Those home runs are what you deserve. Is that? I, I don't know. Is, is it? It's presidential. Yeah, it's presidential. That's what I was going for. Yeah, you deserve. Yeah. So we'll speaking get Speaking of president. Yeah. That's this is what's called a segue. Oh wow! Um, speaking of president, I have a man I'd like to elect. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, did you see the guy uh, sitting down the third base line with the yellow M M&M and M jacket? Okay, okay. I am so happy you brought this up. <laughs> I'm watching the game with Elaine tonight. There was this guy, this older gentleman, in a uh, yellow M and M's NASCAR jacket next alone. to this young. Listen, listen here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Was he Next not alone? Next to this young lady who was wearing a yellow dress. And everyone was talking to him. People were taking pictures with him. I need to find out who these people were because they were doing stuff in the background every time. Like mm. it was they were moving seats. They were talking to the people behind them. They're taking pictures. There's like a baby behind them. They were like playing with the baby. <laughs> and it just the combo made no sense. It looked like they were there together. It made no sense. Wait, do you think he's like a like an actual NASCAR guy? No, 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 no. But I'm no. saying, Joey, he's wearing the NASCAR M&M's jacket like you would see on a 16-year-old TikTok star. Like a, I was going to say, that's like, that's like a thing right now. Yeah, but not that's for like, like an 80-year-old very... guy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like a it's like a really plugged-in trend. Like yes. you have to you have to know you have to know. You can't just be 80 and accidentally and put on that jacket. The girl he was with had to be a somebody because people were talking to her like mm. she was a somebody. So I was trying to, I'm, I'm, I kid you not, <laughs> I was spending like five, six innings trying to find out who they were. And if anybody else listening right now was doing the same, props to you because it was it was distracting. They're both wearing yellow in the background. <laughs> yeah. When they go and to It's that- like White Sox fans. So it's like all black. I know. People are wearing like black, all black and, and white. white. Yeah. And then this bright yellow duo. It was. I'm so glad you mentioned that because, like, I, <laughs> I loved that stop. guy, man. I loved the the energy that guy had. I couldn't stop he looking over there. Them. I was like, "What are they doing? What are they doing?" It's it's like what Will Ferrell with uh, and wedding. What is? I never know what she's doing back there. What is she doing back yeah. there? Like, I constantly <laughs> was thinking that the entire time. Like what is what is going on? I probably shouldn't have cared that much, but it was a blowout the majority of the game. So I'm like, right, trying to figure yeah. out. But it was, I, I promise you, Joey. Your I, eye is just catching bright colors. Well, it's because you have yeah. the Red Sox who are gray and the White mm-hmm. Sox who have white. And there are these two big yellow, basically, blobs behind you, you know, people mm-hmm. behind you. And you just couldn't not see that. And there's a lot of righties in these lineups. So anytime they would have a, a side shot of Xander, JD, Tim Anderson, anybody, it was these two in the background constantly doing stuff. I'm like, what is going on here? So. We got to find out. I, I don't yeah. want to give up on that. I want to know who those people were. It's an older guy and a younger girl, and not young, but she's probably like my age. She's probably like thirty-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like they were celebrities. Like everyone kept coming up to him. Like, who are these people? Do you think maybe they're like White Sox celebrities? Like they always sit there, and we've just never noticed. Doesn't that sound wrong? White Sox celebrities. How many of those I don't could know. exist? Just like a you know every. Every fan base has their like, you know, 
this guy has been to every game since. Yeah, if it's the, if it's their drink water, if it's their drink water, who's behind the plate for every single game? I don't know. Is that a f- term? Oh, you would know. Let me let me let me. Uh... Drink water. Yeah, Dennis Drinkwater. He sits behind the plate at like every game forever. You would definitely recognize this guy. Big is time. It just is that just like Marlon Man's real name? No, he's got. <laughs> you would absolutely recognize this guy. Dennis Drinkwater. He also is like the king of knowing when it's a walk off. Like, look, type in, type in Dennis Drinkwater, Manny mm-hmm. Ramirez, for the walk off in the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, ALDS yeah. in 07. He just bolted the second he made contact. It was hilarious. <laughs> I absolutely know this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me Drinkwater. Find this. Is that his real name? Yeah, it's his real name. That's a that's a ridiculous name. Yeah, that's it not is, a name. It is relatively wild. Let me, but yeah, no, something like that. Like he's a someone locally, you know. Just he's famous for just being at the games, you know, and Dude. for wearing the jacket. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're looking at the at the Manny what, the one. Manny Ramirez. I was. This is one of the best games I've ever been at. Manny Ramirez walk off mm. off a K ride in the 07 ALDS game two. Watch the if you are listening now and you don't already know this, it is hilarious. He's there's an ad for the office behind the plate. This is when they were kind of earlier on in the green screen ads where you could really tell it was a green screen. Yeah. And he's right yeah. above office. He has this like blue coat on. The second Manny Ramirez makes contact, he bolts. It is the quickest. Like you show me, you, are you watching on your phone, right? Oh my god. Yeah, all right. Here we go. Here we go. This is Look at this. You see him? Did he see that? He just he goes immediately. But is this this dude hates traffic? Oh yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's like him and uh, and uh, R.I.P. Remdog. Him and Remdog just want to get out of there. It's yep. you know the two that have always wanted to get Better out of Fenway Park as quick as possible. Was so he? But is that's it, is it Giant Glass? Was he Giant Glass? Former owner of Giant Glass. No way. That'll do it. That's funny. That'll do Cause it. They, Cause they were also right behind home plate. So yep. check that out. Red Sox yep. biggest fan, Dennis Drinkwater, sits right mm-hmm. behind home plate and can be seen on TV when the camera is on the batter. Mm-hmm. That is hilarious. My uh my uncle, when I was when I was young, uh he he loved like sticking me in front of the TV when Veritech was in the box because the Veritech's open stance yeah. perfectly covered the G L in giant glass. <laughs> so it said giant ass behind him and he thought that was so funny he would like come and grab me and be like come on come on come on come on text up text up come on yeah, yeah go. i do like how you had to explain what that then spells um yeah the funny <laughs> funny thing about that is that you would think after once or twice it's like all right man like i i got you like it's, but it's, no i mean i mean at six years old i'm like hell yeah hell let's yeah. see giant ass on the tv <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> yeah um but yeah, shout out to Dennis Drinkwater. Maybe we get him on here. He seems like a tough guy to find, man. He is just he in and out. He bolts out of there as fast as possible. And yeah, that's about that. I did have one yeah. thing to say about Millar. Did you have something about the broadcast? I have a lot of things to say about Millar, so let's do let's get to it. All right. One thing on Millar that it's a good thing, uh, Joey. I is it? He's yeah, it is. He started talking about the home run cart. And it hit me, and I want you to potentially negate this. I want you to come up with a better option. It hit mm-hmm. me 
that there really wouldn't be if you, if all years were equal that we've watched the Red Sox and there's no like, oh, well, there's unwritten rules that were different in 04 than they are in 22 and all that crap. Like if everything was like it is today in terms mm-hmm. of letting some bat flips go, letting some celebrations go, which yeah. Red Sox player do you think would be most built for the home run cart? Ooh. I kind of think it's Kevin Millar. And the more he was talking about <laughs> it, I was like, I'm picturing him in it. I'm picturing him being the guy like Plawecki that pushes the home run cart. Mm-hmm. He did the whole I cowboy up thing. Guy. Like Millar was the rally cry guy. Mm-hmm. And I think he would probably be the perfect home run cart guy. And mm-hmm. it's hard for me to come up with a better pick. Would you have a better pick than that? No. I, I, I was thinking of who would be the worst, though. Um, JD the, might be uh, the worst. I can. Pro- he would never say this. I can promise you, uh, he hates the home run cart because it's. He gets out of it. And he's holding his back. Like JD <laughs> doesn't want anything to do with that, but he cares about the team vibes. Right. I, well, I would say from a, a strictly geometrical standpoint, uh, David Ortiz would probably be a terrible yeah. option to get in and out of the home run cart. Pedroia probably, would probably get hurt. Honestly. Yeah, Pedroia. I could see him. I could see him actually saying no. I could yeah. see him being like, I'm not doing that. I could see him being like, come <laughs> on, you think I'm getting that effing thing? He'd probably no. say exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not getting in that gosh darn cart, you guys. Okay, I, fellas? There and is that's just the end no of it. chance I am getting in that gosh darn cart. There's no there, chance. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, fellas. That's enough now. <laughs> that's how he Pack used it to up, talk. Take it home. Yeah. Hey, cut that's it out, guys. That's what he used to say if he was upset mm. about something. Um, yeah, so I, I can't pick. I can't tell you who the best would be. I can tell you he, that's probably some of the funnier options. Yeah, those. I think Millar would probably be the guy. But your your other mm-hmm. thoughts on the broadcast? You think it's all smooth and great, right? No. Uh, so a couple of things. The one thing we already talked about it last week, but I'm going to talk about it again. Yeah, I'm missing the strike zone a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really bummed about it, man. I'm a dumb person. I don't You're have not good a dumb eyes. person, Joey. You just have dumb thoughts. <laughs> I have dumb thoughts in my dumb brain, and I have dumb bad eyes. So, like, I don't want to think. I don't want to have to like squint and look closer. Like, I just want like a little graphic to pop up and be like, "Hey, that was that was a true strike. That was a strike. Like, don't 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 yell about it. It was a strike, or or whatever. You know, whatever the case may be. It's that's going to take me a long time. Yes. Uh, but I guess if that's the way things go, that's the way. I things trust are, me, Joey. If I didn't find out the reasoning of it, I'd be all you know. I, I'm not pumped about it, but it it is what it is, and I don't think it's changing. There's it's been a very hard adjustment. I'll say that much to go mm-hmm. from having it for years to now just not having it. Just like boom, like it's not a part of the broadcast anymore. And I gotta say, Joe. There's been a mm-hmm. good handful of pitches where I agree with the batter, like, oh, that's a ball. And then they show it in the strike zone, and it's like definitely a strike. So yeah, it's been a hard adjustment. Something out. They got to figure something out. They got to get it back. I think that's like a must do. I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to that day. Who knows? Um, it, it, it could it could come back. So we'll see yeah. if that actually happens. But All right. And I did something on the broadcast, or I was not on the broadcast. What did you do with the broadcast? I must have missed this. <laughs> you didn't see me run across the field? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I did something that you mentioned doing the last time we talked about Millar, okay. which is you look down at your phone, you zone yep. out for a minute, yep. you come back. I I zoned out, I came back, and Kevin Millar was saying, um, "Do you think the Sox get like 
as much attention or more than the Patriots. Yep, I did the same. And I was like, I dude, at that moment I wanted to like call Kevin. Like, what are we talking about? What are you talking about? Listen, I love baseball. I talk about baseball. It's how it's my job. Okay. I love baseball. Yeah. Compare it to basketball. Compare it to hockey. Like that's where that's the conversation, right? Football is this like national phenomenon that like everybody and their mother sits down one day a week and watches eight hours of sports. Yeah. Okay, it's not even like sports. It's in its own other category. It's, it's, it's a and, holiday every week. And yeah. you know who might know that is the dude from Texas. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like you know this, Kevin. What are you? What are we talking about? And like, and then you know, Ob's going to be like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you do. You do. You know. You know. Yeah. What are we yeah. doing, Joey? It was silly. And the other thing was fever pitch. The fever pitch thing got me all. Oh, I, I must have missed that. I, I was flipping back and forth a little bit between uh, Warriors, Mavs, and this, but yeah, I did mm-hmm. that. I, I had it on the had you know Warriors game on the phone just to see who hopefully the Celtics opponent will be, and mm-hmm. and I, I did what I was talking about, where you kind of look up and you're like, what the hell are they talking about now? Yep. My my biggest gripe, understandable that you know we're the official Sox show and they're the official Sox broadcasters. But it's mm-hmm. it's tough that I think it takes away from Eck, and I think Millar's been kind of jumping over Eck, and and it's he's only done a couple of games. He's got to get his feet wet, but Millar talks over people a lot, and and hopefully that smooths out as they get some more games under their belt. But the last thing Sox fans want is less Eck. We want more Eck. We want more yeah. Dennis Eckersley, more Eckisms. More mm. even just noises from Eck. Like he makes the Ooh. funniest. Oh, I need that. Like more of that uh, a- instead of, you know, being cut off by a story about taking your daughter to like a, I, God knows what, to get like some <laughs> weird dessert or something. So I, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's going to take time for him to really mesh into that broadcast. It's been, I, I don't think it's been the smoothest process so far, but. Millar, I, I love Millar. I See, that's the tough part is I love Kevin Millar. It's just that throwing him in the booth and the way it's gone so far, I think as most parties would agree, has not been as smooth as it probably could be. It's the old Aaron Boone syndrome, dude, which is the term that I'm going to use from now on to talk about it. That's like if Aaron Boone had faded into the sunset after his playing career, Yeah, you know, he's forever the guy who did 03s, forever that guy, you know? Yep. And instead, he reared his head out and now has this new legacy, which, I mean, obviously the hot year so far this year, but up until this point, a legacy that is not as positive as his playing days legacy. You no, know? Of course. Of course. So it's it's the same kind of thing where it's like, I love Kevin Millar. And then Kevin Millar comes back and he's talking. And it's like... I loved Kevin Millar, the player. No, I, I hear you. I, I think there's always a level of, you know, what your what your best at, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. I think I love Steven Nelson on Intentional mm-hmm. Talk. That's my boy from BR. Just great dude. He's mm-hmm. a perfect fit for that show. And I think Millar is good on that show. And that's mm-hmm. you're essentially, I think, on air for probably 35 minutes a day when you throw ads in there. So it's really not that's not crazy. But then when it when you go from 35 minutes to three and a half to four hours, I, I think it's mm-hmm. just a completely different thing. So 
three man booth is tough. You know that that's an art. I, I think the way that Remy and Eck did it when they were both in there, I think they had a mutual respect for each other. They had been friends for a long time. They knew when someone should talk and when someone shouldn't. And Dave, I think, meshed well with them. So it's going to take them a little while to find the rhythm. But I hear you. I, I think what we're saying, a lot of people agree with. I think there's a lot of people that whatever Kevin Millar says is gospel, and that's fine, too. You're a Millar guy. I am, too. But I just want it to be a little less like all over the place and more mm. about the game and just letting people get their points out. So, mm. um, But yeah, my, my, really- my, last, my last thing here, Joey, mm-hmm. before... Uh, we get to a little preview action of a five-gamer against the Baltimore Orioles, is where we should have our expectations for the Red Sox at this point. Like, realistically, on May 27th, what our expectations should be right now for this Boston Red Sox team that stands at 21-23. and They are three games out of a playoff spot, and I genuinely think it's okay, correct me if I'm wrong, to be checking yeah. the wild card standings every single day and multiple <laughs> times a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where are no, you at? 100%. Where are you at with that? Where are we at with wild card standing checks? Um, I do it. Yeah. And I know that it's dumb. You know, it's one of those things like I'm I'm gonna do it. It's just the way that I am. You know, it's like checking my email again. It's like I know nothing new came in. I'm just doing it. It's a little dumb to assume that this team is going to keep doing exactly what they've been doing, at least on an individual-by-individual standpoint. Trevor Story's not going to run every week like this past week. You know, J.D. is not going to hit 360 on the year. You know, those things are going to cool out. But as a team, you see what they're capable of. I think... Expectation wise, like I think you should still expect this team to be in the postseason. Yeah, I, and I, I think that's fair. I, I think that's where it should be. I, the entire time, even when they have the tough start, it was fair to say, okay, they're ten and nineteen. They haven't done this since '96. It had been a long time, but you looked at the pieces, and it was difficult because what your eyes were seeing was not what your baseball brain was telling you. Your eyes were seeing a product that you knew was not going to stay that bad, but then it kind of made us feel like we're idiots the more that we're like they're going to turn it around. It's like, no, trust me, it's not we're not homers. We are a little bit, but like not fully to the degree of like, no, trust me and just like basing it off of nothing. This lineup is way too good to not bop. Like they have too many guys top to bottom to not be one of the best offenses in baseball. And the starting rotation has outperformed what we expected, I think, by a lot at this point, considering who's out. Definitely. So definitely. that, combined with some bullpen arms that are now more reliable than you would have expected and and hopefully putting Whitlock back there, that's a whole other conversation. I think this is just kind of more of what we expected from the beginning, and the record mm-hmm. is a little misleading because of how epically bad the start was. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I, I think... I think having four all stars, which is basically what you got, right? The middle of your of your lineup is four all stars. Yeah. And then having everybody else pull their weight, shoot, bat their weight, then then you you have a you know a top seven eight offense. I'm just picturing JD Martinez batting his weight right now. It's like this guy weighs three hundred eight pounds. Like, 
Damn. I'm saying beside those four guys, besides those four, yeah. those four all-stars, you just need everybody else to be hitting, you know, a little bit. And there was a while there where the team was three guys. I do period. wonder, you know, I, I, I'm right there with you. You said it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we, we mentioned on this show where it's like your three guys can be epic and you're still 10 and 19. Like you right. still have a miserable record. So you're going to need more guys to step up. And mm-hmm. it's the guys that are. Kike Hernandez is finally at the Mendoza line. He's at 200. Took him a mm-hmm. while, but he's there. A couple of leadoff bombs in the series. That was huge. I'm going down the lineup now, Joey. I've never done this in my life, and this is probably maybe a bad thing. I don't know, but we're already here. And seeing who is probably closest to hitting their weight. <laughs> and it's probably Verdugo. He's at 214. He's probably around 214. I, I think it's about right. Yeah. Verdugo, JBJ, they're, they're around there. Verdugo's got to get it up, uh, the average up. I mean, his he's really been he's been hot lately, and he's got to keep it at that at that pace. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just honestly, I think this team that we've seen recently is probably hotter than what it's going to be for the next couple months. I'm sure they'll cool off a little bit, but there's no reason to say that they can't stay at a postseason pace. I mean, they're 11 and four since that 10 and 19 start. That is a 7.33 winning percentage. A 733 winning percentage over the course of a whole season is 119 wins. Now, obviously, we don't (laughs) think they're going to win 119 games. That would almost be physically impossible at this point. But if they stay at a similar pace, you're definitely looking at a postseason team. And I don't think it's crazy for anyone listening. And we'll ask you guys what your thoughts are on this. Gosh darn, we'll make this a promo, Joey, of what your thoughts are on looking at wildcard standings in May because I don't have a problem with it. I've been doing it every day for the last two and a half weeks. The Red Sox are three games behind the Jays for a postseason spot. I think it's a healthy thing to do. I've been doing it my whole life. More specifically in that like 03, 02, 03, 04 range. You know, before they got one where it was like, God, if they could only get the wild card and what they could do with it. And it was checking every single day. I would go to the computer yeah. room, Joey. I would go to, mm-hmm. we had a computer room. I'm really yep. dating myself here. but Boot that thing up. I'd boot it up, kind of like you're booting up, you know, AOL Instant Messenger. And mm-hmm. it was, first thing I would do was just go to MLB.com, check the standings, you know, have it update after the late games from the night before and and try to see where the Red Sox were at for a wild card. Because a lot of you folks probably remember the Yankees were really, really, really good back then. And they are, they are this year too. But they normally would always win the division. So it was always the wild card standings that you had to check. And that's basically where we're at now. But I have no problem with it, considering the start, Joey. They're three games out of a playoff spot, a game behind the White Sox after taking two out of three from Chicago. This team is fun to watch, and I think that's kind of all we can ask for. Yeah, I think the wild card standings are a good metric on how... Um, how I don't know what the right term to use here is. Like how salvageable the beginning was. Yeah. You know? It's like we're looking at it and saying, like, hey, wait, look, we are recovering from the damage that we did to ourselves early on it's your way of of checking how the wound is healing exactly that's that's a great way to put it that's what it feels like it's not it's not that we're actually sitting here going like oh are we in you know it's more of just a metric of like okay no we're back around where we should be kind of almost it's not necessarily oh are we in it's are we in the conversation Mm -hmm. i think that's that's what it is and and the red Sox are in the conversation and considering it's still may we will absolutely take that. During this month, they were 10 and 19 at one point. <laughs> that is absolutely insane. Um, 
but yeah, I think and you know, I think that'll do it for this this portion, Joey. Unless you had anything else to add, uh, I'll save it. I'll say I got something that I'm going to bring up a little bit later. Okay, about a, a good pal of ours on this Boston Red Sox team. I'll save I'll save it for closing thoughts. Cool. All right, coming up next is a Red Sox Orioles series preview. That is next on Inside the Monster. Alrighty, folks, we are back. As you would predict, it is time for our Red Sox Orioles series preview, which means it is time for Joey Capone to do the pitching matchups. Joey, what do you got? Oh, okay. We got a five gamer back at Fenway Park, folks. Game one is going to be Kyle Bradish versus Garrett Whitlock. It still doesn't feel right that Garrett Whitlock's starting games. Every time I see the name, I'm like, really? Okay. Uh, As a starter, Steve, he has an ERA of 4.7. Yeah, not great. Part of that is because in his last start, he gave up five runs in three innings. Uh, But even before that, he touted a 3.15 ERA as a starter. But I digress. There is no player on the Baltimore Orioles who has ever gotten an extra base hit off of Garrett Whitlock. Wow. And he has a 36.8 strikeout percentage and a 39 whiff percentage against their lineup. Kyle Bradish finds himself in the bottom 4% of pitchers in terms of exit velocity. He has a 5.74 ERA over his first five big league starts. He throws a four-seamer slider changer, change up, and curveball. <laughs> I would actually and like it being called a changer. <laughs> a changer? I kind of like a changer. It was a nasty changer. So he throws a four-seamer, a slider, a changer, and a curver. And those last two are getting hit at a 429 and 400 clip, respectively. Yeah. That's, uh, for those keeping score at home, so bad. (laughs) Games two and three. Why are we lumping them together? Because it's a Saturday doubleheader at Fenway Park. Can you believe it? The early game is going to be TBD versus Nathan Avaldi, who is rocking a 4-1 ERA and has 53 strikeouts on the year. Check that number out. And... The second game is a TBD double dose. So that's a TBD versus TBD. There's no selected pitchers to start that Saturday night game. Uh, are you going to be there, Steve, on Saturday night? Yeah, day? Saturday. Uh, I think we're both there, right? I believe so. Sure. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I was waiting for the invite. Uh, game four. We already talked about this. We were both going yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. Game four is going to be Bruce Zimmerman versus Nick Pavetta. Pavetta is the first Sox pitcher to go six-plus innings in four consecutive starts since 2019. Wow. He is the workhorse right now. And over those four starts, he has a 1-6-1 ERA, and opponents are hitting just 152 off of him. Zimmerman seems to be off to a, a good a good start in his starts. Over the first three innings of his eight starts, his ERA is 1-1-3. Uh, but that does level out after those first three innings. Game five, finally, a Monday night game between Tyler Wells and Rich Hill. Hill won five innings, giving up two in his last start in Chicago. He's got a 3.86 ERA. Uh, and when he gets hit, he's not getting hit hard. He's in the 83rd percentile of hard hit percentage and 76th percentile in average exit velocity. Tyler Wells is too damn tall. He is a six foot eight Oklahoman. Who has corrected his season after a tough start? He comes in with a 4 3 ERA and a high low, Steve, 
of 394. And okay. that is your pitching matchup, Steve. Love that pitching matchup. Your weather update brought to you by To Be Determined. Boston. What's up? <laughs> What's a, up, Boston? I'm opening a concert right now. Uh, Friday is going to be gorgeous in the day. But Joey, oh, let me let me check this. Let me check this. It what? says seventy one percent chance of rain. Let me just no. let me look at when this is gonna be. That doesn't no. feel right at all. I don't think it's, it's gonna too rain. High. I don't it's think it's high. gonna rain. What is this? This is not. Jeez, I always go using? off of the weather what channel. What side are you using right now? Are you giving people false information? I always go off the weather channel. Always have. Mm-hmm. I just don't. All right, here's the deal. It says it's going to rain Friday night. My gut's telling me it's not. Oh, jeez. So I'd say... gut? Yeah, it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip for Friday night for the weather. I know, Joey. Saturday, doubleheader. There's a small chance of rain. It's going to be hotter earlier on for that noon start around 74, 75. Cools off at night. Should be a good old day at the ballpark to play two on Sunday. Sunday might be the best weather, most comfortable weather for this entire series. You're looking at a high of 77. It is not going to rain. There's going to be some east winds, but they're only 10 miles an hour. That's going to be a nice one on a Sunday. And Memorial Day on Monday. That game, just to confirm, is at ooh, 710. That's a little weird, no? A seven ten start for Memorial Day? Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess I didn't factor that in. I just assumed that was afternoon. Glad I checked. Um Wow, okay. Seven ten start on Memorial Day. Actually a good thing because in the afternoon it's gonna be a high of eighty six. So Oof. it's gonna cool off at night, more around seventy degrees. Those Sunday and Monday games, Joey. Those are going to be nice. Those are gonna be some nice games at the old ball yard. Yeah. And that is your weather update series predictions. I'm just going to say this right now. I'm going to whisper it so this part doesn't count. Okay. I don't actually think this is going to happen, but I just want to clip this later if it does happen. Joey, I think the Red Sox are going to sweep this series. I think this is going to be a five-game sweep, and it's going to be legendary. This is going to be like some of the greatest five-game sweeps of all time. If you don't remember the five-game sweeps, I'll tell you right now. These are the five five-game sweeps of this century. The Washington Nationals did it in 2019. The Pittsburgh Pirates did it in 2018. That's, first off, what? Yeah, what? Against who? The Pirates? Is it a scrimmage game? <laughs> the Pirates? Themselves. That, wait a second. You know when you see something that is right, but you're like, that can't be right. It's like, who's the 2018 Pirates? Pirates five-game sweep. Of the Brewers in 2018? Wow. What? Let me give me one second. Let me look into this. Holy cow. Of the Brewers 2018 MLB standings. The Brewers finished with a 96 and 67 record. The Pirates had a winning record in 2018. You could have got me with that one. They were 82 and 79. So Holy that cow. is absolutely insane. The Pirates had a five-game sweep in 2018. The New York Yankees. I want to forget this one. I was at this one. Sunday Night Baseball, when they completed a five-game sweep of the Boston Red Sox. It is referred to as the Boston Massacre. That sucked. Red Sox did it in 2002. 
Let me see who they did it against. Red Sox 2002. I can't find that. Uh, free snack to whoever gets that one at home. And then the Phillies did it in 2001. I have the Red Sox completing a five-game sweep against the Baltimore Orioles. What do you got, Joey? Holy cow. Do you you really believe that? Yeah. I 100% believe it, and I think it's definitely going to happen. Wow. I'm convinced. <laughs> uh, man, I, I want to do a, a, a guy-specific uh, prediction here. One of those classic guy-specific ones. Guy I want to do a girl-specific one. Tessie's going to have a great series out there. I'm saying I don't want to just do the team and say the team is going to win. I want to say guy's performance. I got you. That guy's Rich Hill. I think Rich Hill in Game 5 dominates. Isn't it funny here in Game 5? I'm like in Celtics mode. I'm like, oh, yeah, Game 5. Oh, right, right. Red Sox, okay. Orioles. Back to Miami. Yeah. Rich Hill's going to send this thing yeah. back to Miami. <laughs> um, hopefully. They better not go back to Miami. Let's see. Um, any other predictions? I think I think that's all we got for that. Yeah, no. I, I, I think I think that's it. I have some, some wants for this series, but we'll get to that. All right, perfect. That'll do it for our series preview. We are wrapping this puppy up with closing thoughts right after this break. Alrighty, folks, winding down here, episode 18, Inside the Monster. Glad y'all joined us. Remember to follow us on the socials if you don't, at ITM underscore pod. I believe the Instagram is just at Inside the Monster pod. Just type in Inside uh, the Monster. It'll yeah, show if you up. Just type in Inside the Monster. It'll yeah. show up. Everybody follow the socials. Shout out to Nate, by the way. Nate, Red Sox LA. They've been crushing it with the graphics. I just really like the feel of the show that we got on the socials, man. I don't know if that's me patting ourselves on the back, but I think it looks great. So if you don't follow the socials, follow the socials. Closing thoughts. Joey, I will kick it over to you. All right. Uh, uh, uh. You know this about me, Steve. I'm not a superstitious guy. Yeah. Not even a little stitious. Yeah. <laughs> but we, I think we... As a collective, got to do something here, okay? This is what we like to call a last-ditch effort, all right? I think I, over the course of this series, am going to wear my Bob jersey every game that Bob's in the lineup. I might even, I think I'm even going to wear it to Fenway. I, you're going to wear is, a Sox jersey with a Denchilada. I understand some media faux pas. I understand. We'll find a way. To make this thing work. Okay. I want to get him going so bad, Steve. All right. Everybody knows that there's there's a there's a line behind him. He's there's a there's traffic behind Bobby right now. Everyone knows that he's hitting like 150 and he strikes out kind of a lot, like Every all the time. Bet. Yeah. All the time. And it's it's no secret that he's really got to get things going if he wants to keep his spot. There's no there's no two ways about it. It has to happen right now. If it's going to happen. This series is the series. I, I'm i going to pull out all the stops. Everything that I can do in my power. Bobby Chance. <laughs> like I said, Bobby jerseys. Bobby shirts. If a nudge is what Bobby needs, a nudge he will get. Like I think we can collectively give him that nudge. Signs. Chance. The whole nine. This, this is If we know one thing, the chance will be there. The Bobby. Those are always there. That's Bobby always gets the that's chance are always we there. 
yeah, we don't we don't need anything new, anything creative. We don't need to get like a you know a board meeting to sit down and come up with new. The Bobby Bobby works great. Yeah, shoot, man, put that on the sign, Bobby. There you go, major sign. Someone bring a sign that just says Bobby in all caps. Bobby. That's yeah, it. That's all go. we need. That'll I, change. This it. is yeah. this is this is. I don't know. If whatever. Maybe maybe he needs that. Maybe he needs that. But this is. Got to be the time that he figures it out. Franchi's looking so good. Uh, Arroyo is getting the job done when he's in. Uh, you know, there's talk about the minor leaguers. Everybody knows who they are. It's you know, Fitzy getting reps at first, and you know, everybody's talking about Cassis, which I think is a little premature. But we, it, it's the conversation's there, and Bob knows that those guys are there. Now's the time. It's it's. it's I think it's like now. It's it's quitting time. It's closing time. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. It up. I, I'm, I'm with you, Joey. We want Bob to get going. This is a Bob-friendly podcast. So I'm definitely with you there. Uh, closing thought. Not even really a thought. It's just a demand. And you'll never see me do this, Joey, in terms of telling people to buy something that's not like a, a sponsor of ours. But mm-hmm. I just highly recommend y'all buy the jersey of the summer, the new jersey of the summer which is the Nomar Garciaparra 1997 batting practice jersey that Mitchell and Ness just dropped. I am so obsessed with obviously everything Nomar. I mean, I you know got the signed jersey right behind me here. That's my guy and I've wanted a Nomar jersey for a while and they just like Mitchell and Ness just wouldn't make them. And then somebody tagged me, sorry that I'm forgetting what your handle is. Uh, like Steve, you need this. Like it's it's here. Like get it and obviously purchased immediately. So everybody join me in getting the Nomar jersey. We'll uh, we'll rock it all over the all over the place. And anytime we can show love to Noma, you gotta show love to Noma. So that's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that'll do it though, Joey. the The Red Sox are buzzing. I think we talked expectations. It's postseason. It's it's postseason or bust, and then roll the dice for how long they can go. This team can make the postseason. This team should expect to make the postseason with what they've done here. You're not a crazy person if you also look at the wild card standings every day. That is okay. That is healthy. So don't think you're nuts for doing that. And yeah, here we go. Bring on Baltimore. Five game sweep. <laughs> One more tiny little. Yeah. What do you got? Double closing thought. Yeah. Our good friend Colby. Yes. Did not watch the games. He didn't watch games two and three. If you listened to our ITM short voicemails, you know what we're talking about here. Mm. He told Colby he wasn't allowed to watch these last two games. Socks were winning when he wasn't watching. So we ran a little experiment. That's why we're scientists. Yes. Colby didn't watch, and they split the last two. He told me he did check the app in game two. That's fine. But I'm not counting that. No, doesn't count. Now they split. Are we, can can Colby watch the Red Sox? Yeah, we said in the uh, promo, if they lose one of the last two, Colby can watch again. So I think okay. Colby handled this well, where he didn't watch. They win the series, and now all is settled. Like I think it's he's not on the hot seat anymore. Colby, you're good. You're, you're fine. Good. You can go back to watching this five game sweep at Fenway this weekend. Uh, yeah, it's it's all good, dude. And, and appreciate your support. Colby has been a loyal follower for a long time. And he's a great dude. Got to, I've met him. I've, I was about to say I've met him multiple times. You can only meet someone once, but like uh, met up with him, I guess, uh, multiple times. And most recently this year at Tropicana. And he gave me, let me show you. Get it. 
What did he give you? He gave me a Pedro and Nomar combo jersey card, which is like the nicest thing ever. That's really cool. That he thought of me and gave me this. So, uh, yeah, shout out Kobe. You're the man. So um, that will do it. That will do it for episode 18. We will be back after this five-game sweep this weekend at Fenway Park. Very excited to be there. If you're there, holler at us. Uh, Let's all hang out and have a fun time. Maybe a VOD Lemmy or two. Uh, responsibly we'll see but uh joey caponi that will do it for episode 18 for joey caponi i am steve peralt go Sox kid inside the monster is a production of odyssey in partnership with the boston red Sox. the show is produced by me steve peralt our executive producer is lena glazer mixing and video editing by joey caponi special thanks to the red Sox and major league baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast Thank you.